This episode was inspired by Transformation Church's series, Raise the Rim, Stronger Part 5 with Pastor Michael Todd. Check it out now at transformationchurch.us. Hey y'all, welcome back to ODAT, One Day at a Time, the show where we discuss the essentials and tips for the everyday woman and how to achieve your best life, not just because you deserve it, but because you were made for more. I'm your host, Karina F. Days. Today, we're interviewing my really good friend, Cheyenne Rodas. You know, I got to roll the R there, Cheyenne Rodas. And on this show, we like to interview the true hustlers of the world. That's what I like to call them. Whatever they're hustling in, whatever they're just killing it in, whether it's, you know, the workplace, their relationships, their homes. Um, I love to talk to these types of women. And today, we have Shy here because I really wanted her to share her story, no matter how you Young she thinks she is, um, to in order to really inspire other women that are out there. And so the way I like to introduce all my guests on ODAT is by giving them a couple seconds, um, mainly 30, to just literally ramble off everything about themselves quickly. Ready? Shall you ready? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ready, set, go. All right, so I am Cheyenne Rodas, as Karina said. Um, I'm 24 years old, born and raised in the lovely state of New Jersey. Um, I am one of seven members of the family, one of five siblings. Love them to death. Um, I'm still a student, and I work at an um, amazing charter school um, in an urban district. Um, I help coordinate an after-school program there. Um, I adore chocolate so very much one of the very closest things to my heart um i've got a huge heart for children and i can see myself probably adopting about forty thousand children in the future um just because i just love them so much so shy and i met at evangel church i um had seen shy perform uh part of the worship team she has an amazing voice not like mine and one day I couldn't find my son and my husband said that some lady was with TJ and that I should get this lady's number because she desperately wants to babysit our son. So I'm getting out of the church and I'm looking around and I only see the back of Shy, and I see my son just laughing and giggling and she turns around and I was like, hi, I'm TJ's mom. And she was like, hi, I'm Cheyenne, but people call me shy. And just to let you know, like if you ever see me babysitting, like I would love to babysit you because I realize how important it is for married couples to have some free time on themselves. So, you know, I understand that you live very far, but I will drive. But where do you live? An hour, 20 minutes away? I'll be right there. I don't care what day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'll be there any day, any time of the week. Like if even if I have school, I'll just leave early. If I have work, I'll take off. Whatever you need me to do, like I'll be right there. Accurately, but really, that's how we met. And when I, as I started to get to know Shy, we would have these like literal little droplets of interactions in church. I mean, they wouldn't last more than seven minutes, and they would be over consumed with like, oh, time is up, and now we can't talk anymore yep. because you have to go and I have to go. And I guess we'll just see each other next week, or maybe not. And um, you still have my number, and maybe you should come over. And then I wouldn't see her. And when I did see her, you know, there would either be like a line of people ready to talk to her, or people were trying to talk to me. It was always, that was always the case. Yep. And for me, I really felt like Shy and I became, became friends because 
at that period in my life when I met her, I was sort of uh, hashtag in the cave and now I'm hashtag out of the cave mm -hmm. and also learning how to use hashtags. And so <laughs> I was inside the tape season and Shy was planted in my life to remind me that I could still be out of the cave and be myself and be yeah. authentic and not lose that side. And she was the giddy me. I was still giddy, but not as giddy anymore as I used to mm. be. She was there to remind me of that. Um, and then as I started talking to her more and more, I realized all these things that she wanted. And so that's what actually one of my first questions is like, where do you find yourself currently in your life? versus where you imagined yourself to be. Now, for a lot of our listeners, when they hear the number 24, they're like, ah, she's super young. Like she shouldn't be thinking about certain things, but you are. And so like, where did you think you would be right now versus where you are? Yeah, for sure. Um, so at 24, I mean, at, at, even at 20, I was like, you know what, my goal for the next, you know, in the, within the next five years is to have a family, to have children, to get a house, to get her, maybe like some pigs, like, I don't know, whatever, right? Like that was like my goal, my dream. Oh my gosh. Even more so than like even having a career, which at times probably wasn't the best, you know, way to think. Um, but that's what I wanted. Um, and currently <laughs> that's not the way life looks right now. I am, like I said, I'm still in school for many reasons, you know, life kind of just threw a lot of curve, you know, a lot of curveballs at me. So it kind of pushed me back in a lot of, you know, in a lot of ways, but I'm still in school. Um, not necessarily in the career path I thought I would be. Um, I'm not seeing anyone at the moment either. Um, like I said, a lot of things just, they aren't the way I thought they would be for sure. Um, 20 year old me really thought I was going to be out here on a farm, you know, with some pigs and some little babies running around in their boots with my man chopping wood, you know? Yeah. Like Latin games. That's where you, that's where you thought you would be pretty much <laughs> right right so like house not there relationship not there kids not there career not there yep. so how how do you feel like you ended up here and do you feel happy with the decisions and risks that you've taken in order to get to where you are now hmm. um so it took a little while honestly to really be in a place of like happiness and joy with certain circumstances right um, but in the beginning, no, honestly speaking, I was not happy. I was sad. I was low. Even that, that term you said in the cave, I like that, that resonates in my heart so deeply because I, I know what that feels like. Um, just to be in that dark place, you know, and not really seeing the light. Um, yeah, it, 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 it was, it was difficult. Um, I don't know what else to say. I mean, I just have, you know, it is, I have, I have faith and I just, I have God that I continue to lean back on. Um, and every time I do, like I'm, I'm, a, I'm a human and I have those, those emotions and those feelings. But every time that I do find myself kind of like getting back in that like low, dark place, um, honestly, like he'll use something or like a person, a song, whatever it is, a, a gust of wind, and mm -hmm. it'll literally bring me right out. Mm -hmm. I have to say that, not to say that I, I don't ever go back to that place, right? Because like there's so many moments where you, you find yourself there. But um, he, always continues he's so faithful that he'll he'll pull you back out mm -hmm. um and remind me like shy like you're okay where you are mm -hmm. i allowed you to be where you are this and that happened but look at where you are you know what i mean like there's been so much growth but i agree with you that there are it's i mean 
sometimes it happens on a every day or by you know every other day basis where I'm constantly pulled into the anxiety or the um feeling of um, stagnation, the yeah. feeling that I'm not enough, I really do, that really does happen to me. And I think for a long time, the reason why I wanted to be in the cave was not necessarily to remain private, but to not have to show that side of me. I felt like, I felt like I could no longer just always put on a happy face. I felt like mm. I needed to always show the face that I was feeling and I didn't want to do that around everybody and that honestly my main purpose for going into the cave but a lot of things happened when you go into your caves what leads you there and when you come out how do you feel wow cave um it's funny because like there's different versions of the cave right (laughs) (laughs) I know for me I I um Thankfully, it's rare, right? Because we're, we're you and I are a lot, a lot alike. We're just, um, I mean, God's blessed us with such a light that's just like, oh, it's just constantly beaming, you know? So it takes a lot to dim it. Mm-hmm. But um, when it's dimmed, it's dark. Mm. So in those moments, I think that for the, um, for the wow. most part, me personally, um, I'm affected the most by people. Um, whether it's the words they say to me, how they treat me, a look, you know, I'm given, um, if I've disappointed them, like you name it, like if I, if I hurt people or they hurt me, like it's, I'm done. Like I'm, I'm gone. Mm -hmm. So I know for a fact, um, you know, like I said before, how I'm not where I thought I would be, you know, that hurt, um, really, really, really hard. Cause I feel like I I disappointed my parents. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, as, as the first girl, you know, the second oldest, it's like, they put a little bit of expectation, not that it's unhealthy. I think they should, you know, but it weighs, you know, a lot at times. And, um, so like I said, I think my first, you know, real hardcore cave that, that dark space I went to was when I, I had to take a break with school and, um, it was for many reasons, you know, just mental health things were happening in the family that I just, I need, I needed to be more present. Um, but yeah, that, that, that pause was like, dang, I failed my mom. I failed my dad. You know, I, I'm not being a good example to my sister and my little brothers, like, man. Um, and it put me in a dark place. It did. And I was dark for a while, but, um, <clears throat> I gotta give credit to my friends. Um, very, you know, it was few, it wasn't a lot, but they, they, they pulled me out of it because, it's, you know, they were just trying to remind me like shy, like, you got to stop comparing yourself to other people. It is such an evil poison, that word, you know, comparison. It's literally poison. It's so evil. Like, I, I hate it. And, you know, we're all, we all suffer from it at times. But, um, and they reminded me, like, girl, what's so cool about each of us is that we're all, like, uniquely and differently made. And that my route, my path um, is different than everybody else's. Mm-hmm. Yours is different. Your, your path, your walk, right? Your journey thus yeah. far different than mine none of us are gonna match not gonna be the same is it that's impossible we're all way too uniquely made you know what I mean yeah yeah Um, and that helped me a lot it really did and I really pondered on that I thought about that I'm like yo they're right like get there when I get there what's mine is mine period you know and it takes you know obviously it's easier easier said than done Mm -hmm. you know having people to pour, you know, speak me, speak life, smack my face, shy, get up, you know, um, <laughs> honestly is what gets me out of those caves. And 
Mm. I can't say that I won't be in a cave in the next, what, six months, day, week, right? Because they come. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm blessed and fortunate to have peers, to have friends, um, to have people like you, pastors, you know, that, that care and um, pull me out. I find that it's difficult to love when you're not loved, whether it's family or friends. And I know that I've suffered from the comparison trap. I've suffered from having doubts. I've suffered from having fears, from having anxiety. I've also suffered from walling out for a period of my life. (laughs) But with that said, like we have to make so many sacrifices. Yeah. What would you say are some of the sacrifices that you've made throughout the years to get where you are now? I guess, honestly, I sacrificed rest. Mm. Um, many shapes yeah. and forms. I mean, I'm not a mom. I don't have a, necessarily a full-time job, I guess. I mean, I guess I do in a sense, but so like, I don't, I can't really measure to like a nurse or a mom or a wife, but mm-hmm. you know, we each have our, you know, our daily, our daily, well, used to <laughs> our daily, you know, normal schedules and such. Right. And you know, there, there would be a day where like, I would come home, I would do school in the morning. I would go to work. I'd be there till seven at night, come home. Right. And you want to just lay in your bed and just like do nothing and just stare at the wall <laughs> or that pop like a bag of popcorn and just watch like a movie. You know what I mean? Like you don't, right. after a day, like you're tired, mm-hmm. but you know, I am a youth leader, um, at my church and and when duty calls, duty calls, right? And that could be any time of the day. And I remember that one night a student had called me and they had a tough, they had, they had a tough night mm-hmm. um, with things and they just wanted to talk and vent it out. And all of me, when I got the text, I was like, oh my gosh, Lord. Like you really, really? Like I was, I was just, you know, for, I was just real for a second. Like, I'm so tired. I just want to sit here and have this moment to myself, right? Mm-hmm. but I, you know, I didn't, I dropped it and I, and I, and I talked to that person, you know, and, and they vented their, their life out to me. Cause you know what, in that moment, their life was really, really, really crappy mm-hmm. and they just needed an ear, you know? Mm-hmm. And I listened and I think that that's a standard of just like trying, I, I, mean, I try as much as I can to reflect and try to match you know, Jesus' actions when he was on earth. And mm-hmm. I, and that question, what would Jesus do? You see on bracelets, on shirts, right? <laughs> on baseball. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Well, like real talk is the silliest, like most cliche, like saying, but mm-hmm. like, I asked myself that in that moment, like, what would he have done in this moment? Would he have like been like, nah, I'm sorry, I can't chat right now. I'm going to watch my show. Mm-hmm. Or would he have dropped everything? Mm-hmm. Sacrifices this one hour, right? This one hour of your life. Right. And listen to this, 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 this child speak. Yeah. So I did it. And you know what? Um, I don't know. I, I think he, I think I honored him in that moment. Not I think, I know that I honored him in that yeah. moment. Now he was pleased, you know, because it's like, who am I to, you know, not give myself one hour? Yeah, I'm tired. Yeah, I had a long day. Yeah, these, these kids at my job are crazy, you know? <laughs> who am I? You right. know? Right. But you know what you changed in that moment? You changed two things that are, are essential for our um, standards and our strategy. You changed your mind mm-hmm. and you changed your habit. And mm-hmm. so if your habit was to come home, lay down and not do anything, but what, what do you guys call it? Veg, veggie out? I imagine broccoli and carrots just sitting down. Um, just I sitting wish it was that. With dip, 
So, you know, you did two things. You changed your mind and you changed your habit. And what does it say about um, don't become consumed by this world, but become consumed by the transformation of your mind? What is it? Yes. Yes. I forgot what verse it is. Pastor Todd, he quoted that verse in, in his sermon. Yeah. Uh, I feel like it's in Romans. Yeah. Like, yeah. You don't and, confine and, and, to the world. I, yeah. Yeah. Don't confine to the ways of this world. And I, there's another one about um, that I pray over my kids about pollution. Because mm-hmm. when you think about the idea of pollution, you automatically think of like garbage and air pollution. Like, I, at least that's what I think of. Yeah. I think of yeah. that. That's what I think of. And it talks about how don't become polluted of the things of this world. And it's so important to me because I have another good girlfriend that tells me that certain things that we make available into our lives are open invitations and doors to changing our minds and changing our habits. And so we may, should not be surprised when our surroundings, when our children, when we become certain things, when we start speaking out of the norm, when we pick up habits that are weird, when we, you know, attack others for no reason, when we, you know, start just losing ourselves, it's because we've become over consumed with things that have now polluted us rather than filled us up from the Mm -hmm. well. And I think that's so important. And as a parent, I would say it's really hard um, being a parent. I think it's really hard being a parent. I also think it's really hard being a parent now in 2020. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it's going to be like in 2040. But, you know, my son told me that canola virus is a (laughs) virus. And, you know, it came from a bat. I didn't teach him that. Mm. He he went to school and they talked about that. And so I now have to sit there and really yeah. teach him and, and go through that. But that's just an example. It's honestly really difficult um, continuously having to change our habits. But, you know, I give you so much praise for that moment because you broke a, you broke a specific standard and you broke a specific habit. And what you did was you began a cycle of assistance for that child. And now that child, when they're tired and when they're weary, will make sure that they act like it's the third day and it's risen. And they yeah. make sure to help the next person because that's yeah. what you instilled. And I honestly feel like when people pick up phone calls like that, it creates a chain effect so mm-hmm. that they can be that phone call that picks up for the next person. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Now listen, don't get wrong now. Like I have, that hasn't always been the case, you know? <laughs> like, I've not answered for my own brother. Like, you know, there's just been days. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, yeah. Like, Listen, God's not finished with us yet. He's always, <laughs> always working on us, you know? But, yeah. um, you know, that was just the one moment where, like, I really did resonate that question. What the heck would Jesus do? Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know? So I honestly just want to leave us off with talking about three major strategies in building our standards that Pastor Todd talks about that I think everybody, one, check out that sermon. I'm going to post somewhere for everybody to recycle and reuse and just press play. Mm -hmm. The three things that I feel like he definitely hits on, and I think they're all about one main thing, which is one of my favorite S words, surrender. Mm -hmm. Um, He says that the three main things that we must surrender are our time, our treasures, and our talent. 
And I think that's so essential, right? Like sacrificing your time to do things that you wouldn't normally want to do, right? Surrendering and sacrificing your treasures. And that means everything from like giving your 10%, helping when you know you low too and you got to eat chicken nuggets. You know, I remember those days. Um, And and reminding yourself that your true treasures are where? Not here, they're up there. Um, And then last, surrendering our talents. I can tell you that as a recovering and addict of perfection, I really struggle with surrendering my talents to God. And it really takes a long time for him to break through to me about everything, including this podcast, including my website, including, you know, painting my toes. Everything has to be perfect and that spirit of perfection i pray constantly to be broken from because there is only one person that can be perfect and it's yeah. not me <laughs> you know it, it's jesus like it's not me it's him you know i don't know why i'm trying to be perfect when it it's not possible um and i'm also not constantly in a community filled with people who um Uh, I would say cheer me on. I don't have that many cheerleaders. And so I would say that as we as women start to surrender our time, treasures, and talents, we go on to build our communities in which we have constant cheerleaders that tell us that we're doing a great job. That's so good. Would you agree? I fully, 1000% agree. Oh my gosh. I mean, I totally, I mean, the climate of today, it's just like, you just hear about all the cattiness and nonsense, you know, with particularly females. And it's like, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. Like, no, I love that word cheerleader. Cause it, it, oh man, that's all that we should be doing, you mm-hmm. know, is cheering each other on. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not about not having what it takes. It's about not giving it up, mm-hmm. like not giving what it takes. Yeah. Everybody has what it takes. It's that's honestly right. about giving it up and giving it in. Um, would you say that when you worship and when you sing, it is a form of surrender? Oh, y'all, I forgot to tell y'all. Shy is like radio worthy singer. Oh my goodness. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> you know why? It's because in so many other areas, I don't surrender. Mm. But I try my hardest, you know, in those moments of worship and being vulnerable with a congregation, a person, whoever, you know, mm-hmm. I may be leading. I just feel like, I just feel like, I don't know. I feel like when you're 1000% committed to, to surrendering to him and just like making sure it's not about you in that moment, mm-hmm. he uses you in ways that I still can't put words to to this day. Mm-hmm. Like I just can't, I don't know how to really describe those moments when like my heart, right. My mind, my thoughts, everything in that moment, um, even like my body position is surrendered. Mm-hmm. He's like, all right, you, you believe, all right, let's go then. Like, mm-hmm. because you're really focused on me right now. And it really is about me. It's not about shy's voice or how I can sing a certain note or, or, or I don't know, like harmonize. Like, yeah, he gave me those talents, but it's like, just like you said, right. Um, time, treasure and talent. Hello. My worship, you know, that the voice that he's given me is a form of talent and it's got to go back to him. So I, I would totally agree with you on that in saying that um, I've tried, I haven't always succeeded, but any moment that I get the opportunity to lead or to worship, my face is like on the floor. Yo, because- I, I've seen you like 
break down in the middle of a word while you're singing. And I look at you and I'm like, she's going to be okay. And you just like step back. Yeah. Get back on the mic. And then you're like, next, you know, next verse, whatever you want, next bar, whatever you do. You know, like what is going through your mind during those moments? Like what chokes you up? Because sometimes it'd be the 11 o'clock service. (laughs) I'm like, she already sang this song. Why is she still getting choked up? You know, not really, but like. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, I know what you mean. Like, like what is going through your mind during those moments where you're like completely just like surrendering it all, putting it all on the table? I mean, I don't know. I mean, every single song, you know what it is? We're instructed as a worship team to know what we're singing. It's not just about going on the platform, memorizing lyrics and just, you know, singing them out, right? Okay. We need to know every single word that we're singing. And I think there's such beauty in that. Even as like a person in the congregation, just to kind of ship apart a song and look at every word and, and, and get the story behind the song, right? Like, why was this written? Why was this chord put here? Whatever. That's a whole different story, right? But with, with doing that, I'm able to like personalize songs to my life. And I just feel like when you allow yourself to really strip down something and see it for what it is, it, mm-hmm. it, it pierces the heart. And so what you're seeing when like, I'm, I'm kind of just undone, you know, before him, um, it's just because so many of those songs that we sing are, they speak to my heart and are kind of like what I've been going through or what I go through. I feel like all of us can relate to these songs that talk about God's goodness, right? To these songs talking about his faithfulness, his, him being, um, I don't know, just there by our side through everything. Like it's, it's the truth. These songs are the truth, and um, what you're seeing, honestly, is just is me in my in my in my quiet place in my closet. I just feel like my worship is the same everywhere, whether it's in my closet, which is with my headphones in, yeah. on that platform. So you're you, that's what you're seeing. It's just yeah. an undone shy because, gosh, I am so flawed and messed. <laughs> up. All right, shy. I kind of want to put you on the spot because we're talking about a specific song, and I just want to. I want people to understand, like, sort of the words that we're referring wow. to. That yeah. kind of gets us choked up. Can you sing us like the, the <laughs> chorus or just a, a little bit of it? Sure. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> oh, Jesus. All my life, you have been faithful. All my life you have been so, so good With every breath that I am able Oh, I will sing of the goodness of God (laughs) You always choke me up (laughs) Amen Amen. Um, I love that song and I love those two lines because it's a constant reminder that no matter where we are, no matter right. how broken we are, we are all broken. We yeah. are all sinners. We all do things. And I think that too many times, plenty of us encounter the wrong type of Christians because we're, they're out there. The judgmental yeah. kind, the rudimentary kind, the checklist kind. Yep. And I just want to remind everybody that that's not how he would have wanted us to love you. So this song is such a great reminder to say, um, you know, 
just his goodness is always there no matter yeah, what. he's always going to follow you so yep. don't feel bad for the clubbing days don't feel bad for the yes. days don't feel bad you know for the lies don't feel bad for the mistakes don't feel bad for the relationships that didn't make it don't That's feel right. bad for that you should not be judged for that every single day you have a new chance to be brand new and if you still are around folks that are judging you for the old you you need to remove them from your life yes. or have a very serious conversation with them as to how you can continue a healthy relationship mm -hmm. because you are about to set yourself on the path of new strategies of new standards that are going to elevate you and propel you to a new level That's right. and so for all the women out there and even guys I constantly think that we should always be surrounded by our biggest cheerleader. Our demeanor, our attitude is dependent on the average of the five people that we spend the most time with. And if out of those five people, four or three of them are constant, you know, haters, gossipers, you know, talking behind your back, then don't be surprised when either you're sick, affected, or become one of them. And so I'm just here to remind folks that, you know, every day you can be brand new and the goodness of God is going to follow you. That's and right. I yeah. wanted to really talk to somebody like Shy on this because we could have hosted some like very rigid talk about Jesus and about God, but I really wanted it to come from a cool collective place where people heard us, heard our rawness, heard our authenticity, and really were able to see that we laugh, we joke, um, and we've made mistakes, right? Um, and so I think it's, it's, it's really important for our time that when we surrender these things, our time, our treasures, and our talents, that we're also surrounding ourselves through this phase in our lives with for lack of a better word, positive people. There's mm -hmm. no way that we can grow if we don't stretch. Yes, There's right. no way. There's yeah. absolutely no way that you can grow if you're not stretched. And Shai, you've even had to just pick up and have a different community at some point in your life, right? Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, <laughs> I mean, if, we, if you want to go there, I mean, just amount, you know, um, feeling pulled recently to leave a church that I've been at since I was in what sixth grade, right? Like that's, that's huge. Wow. And especially Maybe. during a time, um, of a pandemic and being forced to be in quarantine, right? It's like you're forced to be removed from community, but then everybody else is forced to be removed from community. It's like, we have to, we have no choice. Um, it's difficult and it's weird to navigate, but, um, it's just so cool that honestly, it's a testament to you and what you're doing with your time, right? And how you're like, you're bringing people together. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, we can't be face to face in the same room, right? But um, you're doing such good with, with little that we have. And mm -hmm. I just think that's just a testament to like how you see life and view life. And um, so much good can come from bad. And this is yeah. just a prime example. And it's just, it's really good stuff. I'm super honored to be a part of it. <laughs> oh, me too. I mean, we're going to be in the books, baby. We Come just, on. We're just going to be in the history books. You know, so many things. I'm so proud yeah. of it. I mean, hopefully we find a vaccine or something. But I'm very, I'm very proud of us for getting through this. Um, and so I honestly want to thank you for your time. I want to oh. thank you for your transparency, for humility, for your joy. And I'm... <laughs> hoping and praying and I know that the words that were said today were re are really just gonna 
be used to um, his glory. And so I love to end my interviews with giving um, people 10 seconds. Now it's a shorter time to literally quickly say the top things that they've learned from birth till now, the end of this interview. So you have 10 seconds. Man. Set. Go. From birth till now. Um, Forgive quickly. Um, laugh a lot. <laughs> Please surround surround yourself with people that will make you laugh, like gut belly laugh. Um, eat good food. It's okay to 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 you know eat a piece of cake when it's a little late. Like not every day, right? But like enjoy food. I really think that God put good food on this earth for us to enjoy. Um, <laughs> uh, read the stinking Bible. Yeah, it's big, big and, and very wordy and kind of confusing at times, but it's like an instructional guide that like, oh my gosh, it sets you up for success, man. Let me tell you. So yeah. Uh, I love that. I love that. Shai, thank you so much for agreeing to be on Oh Dat One Day at a Time, where we talk to what I like to call the true fosters of this world. Thank you, Shai. I love you so much. Welcome. Love you, Karina. <laughs> Is how to cry. Oh. I am a sinner. If it's not one thing, it's another. Caught up in words, tangled in lies. Yeah, you are a sinner. You take brokenness aside. And make it beautiful